0: more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Do you like Highway to Helms? Then support the podcast. Go to slash Shane Helms and pick yourself up a shirt podcasts. They're free to you, but they're not free to do. Let's keep this train rolling. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Helms and pick yourself up a shirt, son.
2: From the following hill. He's cool, he's fast, he's smart, he's
3: real.
0: If you're looking for a hero, they crazy Step back.
1: A back a looking for a hero, think Chris. Greetings, salutations, what it is. Welcome everybody to another episode of Highway to Helms, episode 46. It is the 18th day of March 2020, and as I was just informed earlier today, this is the 19th anniversary to the day of when Sugar Shane Helms first became WCW World Cruiserweight Champion. Pay-per-view, baby. I defeated uh, Chavo Guerrero. Chavito. Uh, Yeah. I wish I could remember that shit off the top of my head like some guys do. I can't remember nothing, but uh, that's one of the cool things about Twitter. Those uh, this day in history type accounts that let me know, let me know what I did because I'd be forgetting y'all. So I didn't have, uh, I didn't put up a show this past week. Uh, I think it's been what like nine days since the last show, nine or ten days. Um, it seems like some things have been going on.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ,
1: cheese and rice. Yeah, we got a damn dilemma going on here in this country, huh? Uh, I hope to take your mind off of it a little bit today with uh <laughs> with my nonsense. My nonsense comes in handy. Yes, it does. Uh, I do want to say, though, just to get it out of the way, I want everybody to be prepared. Don't go out and hoard resources. You don't have to fight over toilet paper. Your ass ain't that dirty. And if it is... You probably should have addressed that problem before now. (laughs) I mean, damn, who is using that much toilet paper? Weird. It's normally milk. Where I'm from, it's normally milk. Uh, And where I'm from, is North Cacolac. Anytime there's one snowflake, the very first snowflake that drops, people run to the grocery store. They buy all the milk, all the eggs, all the bread. Who the fuck drinks that much milk? I don't think I don't think your body can even take that much milk. like there's some kind of deal where if you drink too much milk you get sick anyway like cow's milk. That's one of the arguments for people that uh, are against dairy um but I, I don't know how true that is. I mean hell, I think you can drink too much of anything and not feel good but yeah that's anyway, that's normally what happens in North Carolina. It's eggs. Bread and milk, they just like, they're going to make, they just going to live off a of French toast for the rest of their damn life. Um, and then nothing ever happens. Then when the, uh, the blizzard that never happens is done, uh, then they're stuck with a bunch of fucking milk that now they got to drink. Um, this obviously is a little bit more serious than the uh, snowfall that we're normally accustomed to. A little bit more serious than some of the hurricanes. Um, So get prepared. You know, Go get you some supplies. If you need a couple weeks worth of food, that's understandable. But you don't have to fight over it. You don't have to hoard. You don't have to be mean to people. Go get your shopping in. Be patient. Your ass ain't got to go to work. Because we're all supposed to be staying at home. So be patient. Get your supplies. Go home. You need to prepare for a few bad weeks But you also need to prepare That it's going to pass and things go back to normal You know That's what part of being prepared is Not just preparing for the damn apocalypse Oh man This is A time when you see people at their best And people at their worst Which to be fair is no different from any other time If I'm fucking honest with you Uh, At any day Any point in time Of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year. There are people doing great things. And people doing incredibly shitty things. So try to be one of the good ones. Do some good things. Uh, Help people out if you can. Um, Take care of your family. We know that's important. Don't let fear make you do dumb shit. Alright, so be prepared. That's all I'm saying. Be prepared. Uh, So yeah, that being said. (laughs) So uh, I kind of have been worried about this one, this particular deal, for a couple weeks, uh, maybe a month. I've had some deep conversations with my man Dave Hero, uh, deep conversations with some other people. Um, once I saw China closing up shop on a lot of factories and stuff like that, I was like, this might be a bigger deal than we're being told here in the U.S. Um, and So I kind of started preparing uh, a couple weeks back, getting little things here and there, but... Um, So, anyway, this week, uh, this is a great story. So, this happened just yesterday. So, we got to go drop uh, the Empress's truck off at, uh, she's getting a tune-up or something, I can't remember. Yeah, a tune-up. And so, she goes, hey, will you go with me to drop my truck off? Yeah, sure, no problem, I got you. But, like always, every time she asks me for one favor, I always know there's more favors coming. That's what they do, guys. Y'all know this, that honey do list. Never ends that honeydew list goes on into infinity and beyond um so anyway, now we're gonna leave, and she goes, uh can you run me by food line real quick cause I ordered something online, and I need to go pick it up by eleven all right, sure now it's about it's about ten twenty five right now at this particular point in time, not right now, but at the this particular time in the story, and she's working from home uh luckily, she has that luxury that she can do her job from home. Um, Not everybody has that luxury, and my heart goes out to you guys, but she does, and so now she's got to have a phone, a business call, like at 11 or something like that, so we need to be back, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I think we can make it, so we get there, uh, we end up getting a couple more uh, things, uh, a couple more supplies, like, you know, for the kids, a couple things that they wanted, and so... We have to go in and get those, but if you order online, like they'll bring it out to you in a bag. But because we went in, they brought the bag to us, and she's sitting there holding this bag. And number one, it's a brown like paper bag, like I used to see when I was a kid. I haven't seen brown grocery bags in a while. ground grocery grocery paper bags. I ain't seen those in fucking forever. And uh, I think that's neat. And so anyway, I'm sitting there, you know, whatever, getting ready to pay for the stuff or whatever, and she asked me to hold that bag. Now this is the bag that she ordered online, so I'm just assuming it's essentials. You know, whatever, sanitizer, gloves. I don't know what the hell's in there, but my assumption is it's essentials, right? I look in this bag and it's four boxes of Cheez It's <laughs> I, I was just sitting there looking at this bag going, This is what we came up here for? <laughs> Four boxes of Jesus. That, That's the survival. <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's, that's what we need to survive the apocalypse. It's Jesus. That's going to get us through all of this. And I was just like, baby, this what we came up here for? <laughs> and so in her mind, you know, she's telling me her train of thought. And it's just on a different uh, track than my, my train of thought is. But, man, it was funny. I've been laughing about that shit all day yesterday. I was laughing about it, but... Anyway, uh, and at that food line, everybody was nice. Nobody was mean. Nobody was pushing each other. Everybody was polite. So I haven't had any bad experiences yet. I know they're out there. I know they're happening, but on my end, I haven't had anything bad happen yet. And I hope beyond hope, knock on wood, it continues that way. And I hope that for everybody listening to. So last thing we need is to turn on each other. So, yeah. Um, so, uh. Didn't really have any uh, travel snafus because I didn't have to go anywhere. I was initially supposed to go out for uh, Raw, which was going to be, I believe, in Pittsburgh. Uh, it got moved to the Performance Center, uh, which they did without audience. They did SmackDown and Raw. And I don't know if you guys watched this, but man, pro wrestling needs an audience. We, you know, I've known this my entire career. It's, it's you know, we're in this together. Nothing else needs an audience as much as we do you know maybe magicians i guess (laughs) you need audience participation but because i watched um i watched ufc this weekend you know and it was without an audience and actually that didn't bother me at all you know uh of course audience you know makes everything more exciting but um It's not necessary in MMA. It's not necessary in basketball. It's not necessary in football, baseball, anything. Hell, in tennis, they make the audience be quiet. In golf, they make the audience be quiet. I definitely don't understand that shit. Like, you're a professional athlete, but a little bit of crowd noise is going to distract you? Man, to hell with that. That's why golf and tennis, to me, I'm like, man, to hell with that shit. I want the audience out there yelling, screaming. If you can't deal with it, that's on you. You know that's one like basketball players at the free throw line, people in the background screaming, they got their are waving signs, waving their hands, trying to get them to miss, but they don't. Well, I think golf and tennis should be the same way. You pay a ticket to go see this, you should be allowed to cheer and all of this, all of this hush. Uh, Tiger Woods is at the is at the tee. He's going for whatever. I don't even know golf terminology, but man, I, anyway, I'm more of a fan of uh, audience participation. But anyway, long story short, like I was saying, in MMA, I didn't really notice a difference. I liked it. I mean, I noticed a difference, but it didn't bother me, you know, because I'm watching MMA and stuff like that for technique and stuff like that. Pro wrestling, though, man, we need an audience. But here's something that it's going to do, and it's a challenge to all the uh, professional wrestlers out there. You need to work on your technique and pay way more attention to detail. Because how I used to study pro wrestling, and when I was you know, training myself and I never really stopped training. I don't think you should. But in my earlier days, I would watch wrestling without the volume because the audience sometimes would distract you. Say they liked a certain performer. They would cheer for him no matter what, no matter what he did. And it could actually be technically and mechanically bad. But because they loved him, they would cheer for him. That can be distracting sometimes. So when it comes now, when it comes to storytelling, that you need the crowd for that, but that's a different element of the game. When we're talking about mechanics and technique, that's when I would turn the volume off and watch footwork. Watch what the guys were doing and really pick, on the, pick up on the subtle nuances of what made certain things work and certain things not work. So I, I, I used to do that, and that's what that reminded me of. And I was seeing a lot of things that, man, this person really needs to work on this. This person really needs to work on that wow, this person's really, really good at this. I might not have noticed that before. So um, it's going to be a challenge for our performers, and there's going to be quite a few that have to step up their game Uh, going forward. If this lasts, you know, in the coming weeks, and hopefully not months, but if it does, and this is going to be the presentation of pro wrestling uh, in the coming weeks, hopefully not months, but if it does, if that's going to be the presentation, uh, there's going to have to be some adaptation for some performers. In all companies. This isn't just a WWE thing. In all companies. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah. <sighs> there we have it. Now let's take a commercial break.
0: Lucky Land Casino. Asking people. What's the weirdest place you've gotten Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Uh Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
2: I have to say?
0: Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase
1: necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. H2H has got a new sponsor, and it couldn't have come at a better time. This episode of Highway to Helms is brought to you by Real Good Foods. Stay at home and have food shipped to you. Eat healthier and lose weight. Plus, Real Good Foods is open for business and will continue to ship during this crazy ass time that we're dealing with right now. And check this out. They've lowered their shipping minimum. That's very cool of them. It's all about feeling better and Real Good Foods will make you feel, wait for it, real good. No more feeling sluggish. No more feeling weighed down. We all know how we feel after we eat junk food, right? The junk food talks to us. It wants us to eat it, but then we feel bad. No more. Don't let that happen to you. Go to the website realgoodfoods.com and use the code HELMS. That's H-E-L-M-S. And you get 15% off your entire order. From breakfast sandwiches to pizzas. Uh, Italian entrees stuffed chicken they got all kinds of stuff it's all delicious and it's all real ingredients High protein low carb and that's really the way to do it So don't miss your chance to get a 15% discount go to realgoodfoods.com and use that code helms plus Real Good Foods just released their first ice cream on March the 13th. It's the first ever super premium ice cream with real ingredients, extra creamy, none of that chalky, powdery uh, flavor that you get with other low-calorie ice creams. There's only 4 grams of sugar, 180 calories per serving, and usually it's 180 calories in about 3 bites of regular ice cream. So this is a game changer, and it's coming to you courtesy of Real Good Foods. So once again, that code HELMS will get you a 15% discount. Support the show, support the podcast. Like I always say, they're free to you, but they're not free to do. So enjoy all the deliciousness and start living healthy. And in this trying times, having food delivered to you is the way to go. Once again, realgoodfoods.com, discount code HELMS, 15% off your entire order. Back to the grill again. The grill again. That's right. I'm back like a vertebrae. I want to talk about a couple TV shows. Now, I talked a little bit about The Hunters on Netflix. How I was very disappointed with the, I think, the last two episodes. Definitely the finale. Um, but it could have been the last two episodes. Same thing happened with The Outsider on HBO. I love that show. Great cast. You know, it was some cast I... I wasn't familiar with some of the actors I wasn't familiar with, but I thought they were great. The pace of the show was slow. I get that, but I can deal with that sometimes. Not every, not every TV show has to be hectic as hell. You know, I in kinetic. You know, this one was, I mean, it was a slower pace, but I was enjoying it. Then it got to the end and dang, pretty disappointing uh, ending to that series. <sighs> what do you do? What do you do when that happens? Huh? It's weird because, you know, I mean, the ending is just what people remember the most. I mean, people, when they talk about Dexter now, they talk about the ending, how, how terrible they felt the ending was. And Dexter was an amazing show. Season four, one of the best seasons of, of any television television show ever. But all anybody ever talks about is how disappointing the ending was. You got to have a good finish gotta have a good finish you need that comeback you need a couple hope spots you need some dips you know what i'm saying you got to keep that crowd involved you got to keep them
2: invested
1: and then when that referee hits that one two three it's over but you need something good that was a bit of a letdown well damn what else have i been watching uh Westworld uh season three is gonna start, so I had to catch up on season two. Somehow I got behind on that and missed it, so I started re-watching it. I don't know what the hell's going on. That is a confusing, confusing ass show. Is it just me? Am I the only one? Apparently not, because I'm watching it with the Empress. Neither one of us knows what the hell's going on, but we're sticking with it. We know <laughs> We know the robots. Man, I love robot shows. Have you noticed? Have you picked up on a pattern? I love the robots are rebelling. They want to get out of Westworld. They want to become host, I guess. Wait a minute. Are the hosts the robots? Shit, I can't even remember. But anyway, I know it's the humans against the robots. That's the gist of it. But damn, it's all over the place. I know at one point, and I don't know what happened. Like I could have dozed off or something. If I did, that's on me but I know at some point there was some samurais (laughs) and I was going, what happened? What what did I miss? Like I might, I don't know if I skipped the episode accidentally, but I know we're in the wild West. I blinked for one second and there's ninjas. (laughs) What the fuck happened? I don't know. I don't even know, you know, but, uh, I'm still sticking with it. Uh, like I said, I thought the first season was incredible. Loved the first season. Um, second season, pretty damn confusing, but I guess it did okay. Since they're coming back for a third, I just don't know what the hell is going on. That's all. That's all I know. Um am very disappointed to hear that the XFL is wrapped for the season. I was enjoying me some XFL. My, my DC defenders of the universe back on track with the winning ways. Um, Dang. Uh a lost opportunity and missed opportunity for a lot of uh not missed, but a lost opportunity for a lot of great players out there that otherwise didn't have the opportunity to play. So man, I feel bad for them. Was looking forward to I was enjoying the XFL big time. What else is uh what else is good on television these days? Uh Kirby enthusiasm still continues to be good. Hey Larry David He's, he's fun to watch. I feel like he's somebody I would either love in real life or at some point choke to fucking death. <laughs> that's just who he is. You know, and that's the uh, that's the appeal of that show. You love to be annoyed by him. Has there ever been a show like that where you just love to be annoyed by somebody? He's entertaining, but annoying as hell. I'll tell you what else we uh, This started like three days ago. Uh, for some reason, I don't know what happened. The TV ended up on like the game show network or something like that. And we just fell in down this hole of watching Family Feud. Me and the Empress. Now, Steve Harvey is by far head and shoulders above any other Family Feud host there's ever been. Second place ain't even close to being as good as Steve is. That's a funny dude. And we watched one, and I guess some of these these are older episodes. Some of them are reruns and stuff. But it was a family got up there. It was like a father and a daughter. You know, daughter-in-law or daughter, one of the two. Dad gets up there and drops 182 points by himself. You know, because they got two for the final part to win the $10,000. And the chance at a brand new Ford Fusion, as Steve likes to say. But my man, you know, normally... You got to get 200 points. One person goes first. They got 20 seconds to answer five questions. Then somebody comes in. uh, The second person comes in. They got 25 seconds to answer the same five questions. And collectively, if they score 200 points, they win $10,000. So if the first first person goes, your job is just to get 100 points. If you get 100 points, you did your portion of the job. Second person comes in, they score 100 points, you win, right? When well, dad goes first, he drops 182 points. It's over. All she's got to do is score 18 points. I've never seen this. I've never seen somebody score 182 points by themselves. I'm like, damn, girl didn't score one point. Nothing. Oh, my God. I feel terrible. And here's the thing about Family Feud. I do love, it might be my favorite game show of all time, because when they win at the end, I feel so much joy for these people. And the show does a great editing job. You'll see their celebration, the music hits. There's a cut to the family jumping, a cut to Steve Harvey, a cut to the audience. That music's going, the lights are flashing. They always do a great job from a production and editing standpoint when the family wins and it gets me every single time. Every single time my family wins, I'm like, yeah, I'm winning with them. So, so yeah, we've been watching Family Feud <laughs> for a couple of days. It's it's good, man. It's good. I love uh, like I say, I love Steve Harvey. One of my favorite game shows though is The Chase. I don't know if you guys watch that. I'm a bit of a trivia buff. Uh really really good at trivia. I'm just one of those people I know a lot of dumb shit that doesn't help me out in everyday life whatsoever. Um, I think a lot of people that are readers are like that. You know, if you're a reader, you just pick up this stuff and it floats around in your brain. And, you know, it comes in handy with trivia. Nowhere else in life does it come in handy unless you're on a podcast babbling for an hour a week. Then it does come in handy. Um, But anyway, The Chase is another good one. It's The Chase with The Beast. The Beast is a guy from the UK. He actually came to a show that we did when I, when I was with Impact TNA and I met him, he's a very cool guy. We follow each other on Twitter and have a little, well, you know, back and forth here and there. But The Chase is another good one that I like, so yeah, never thought I'd be talking about Family Feud or Highway to Helms. Speaking of Twitter, though, I have some good back and forth, I have a lot of good back and forth with uh, fans and stuff like that, people I don't know. And I'm constantly hearing about how people don't like social media, how it brings out the worst in you. I disagree. I disagree completely. I think it it just amplifies who you are. If you're a negative person, it's going to bring out negative shit. If you're a good person, it's going to bring out good shit. It's just how you interact with people. I've had a ton of great interaction. I've made friends on there. Uh, I've had interactions with celebrities that I never thought I would interact with, you know, I think Dane Cook was the very first celebrity I interacted with on Twitter. And I remember thinking, man, that is cool as shit. And that was one. And this was way back in the day, probably 2008 or 9, whenever I first got on. Just recently on Instagram, you know, I made friends with uh, Big Daddy Kane because I saw Big Daddy Kane in the Raleigh airport. And we started following each other on Instagram. You know, he was very cool. And uh, we shared a plane ride together. And I put up a picture of me and Sebastian. Uh, in a car because I I dropped Braxton off so he wasn't in the picture I wish he would have been but Braxton I'd already dropped him off at school and when I whenever I drop him off and I take Sebastian to school I got like a 20 minute wait 25 minute wait so I'm I'm generally whenever you see me tweeting in the morning that's generally what I'm doing sitting in a carpool line um so yeah so anyway I put up a picture of me and Sebastian and You know, Big Daddy Kane replied to it and made a comment on it and had a little back and forth with Big Daddy Kane. I'm like, man, I never thought young Shane Helms growing up the hip hop head that I was as a kid. I'd be interacting with Big Daddy Kane on Instagram man, shit like that's cool. So that's why, you know, that's why I reply to so many fans because I want them to have that feeling, you know, Uh, because I think it's cool when somebody, you know, Ice-T Uh, comments on stuff on Twitter, you know, I've had a couple back and forth with Ice-T, you know, so how that makes me feel, I want fans to feel that way, so, you know, I enjoy it, I have a lot of fun with it, I think if it makes you, if you're not having fun, then just follow other people, same thing on Facebook, man, I've unfriended, and so many people that I thought were cool, and then found out, man, we ain't got shit in common, (laughs) You know, and I've had people that were my friends. Hey, man, why you don't follow me? Because you post dumb shit, and I don't want to see it. That's simple. And if I post dumb shit, and you don't want to see it, I understand. I get it. I get it, y'all. I don't think I do. If I thought it was dumb and stupid, I wouldn't post it. But, yeah, that's how it works. I mean, that's how it is in life. If you're somebody that I don't like to be around, I don't hang around you. Shit, there's 8 billion people on this world. I ain't got to be friends with all of them That shit's exhausting <laughs> that's a lot of work you know so use social media like you use your real life man people that make you happy they don't all got to think alike but if it's uh i mean just do stuff that entertains you there that you like otherwise why you on there why you on there man what the hell am i even talking about <sighs> so anyway let me take a sip of my delicious juice And now I think it's about that time for the Comic Slam.
4: Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice.
1: This week's Comic Slam is brought to you by Omega Masks. That's plural. O-M-E-G-A-M-A-S-K-S. At Omega Mask on Instagram. They're the guys who made my latest hurricane mask, which is probably one of my favorite. Not probably. Definitely one of my favorite versions of my mask. If you want a wrestling mask, he's the guy. Go check them out. So, uh, jumped into quite a few books since I had, had some time off. Read four or five issues of sex criminals. I can't recommend this one enough. Uh, fraction and, and Zarsky are just killing it on this book. Uh, I wish I would have known about this book years ago. Uh, sex criminals. I've talked about the premise before, so we, we don't got to rehash it again, but, uh, uh, five issues, five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, that's where I'm at now. I finished those uh four. The St- story's still going good. And I'm am I'ma complete this series uh no doubt. Moving on to Marvel, Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda. This one brought to you by Jim Zub and Penciler Ian is it Ian Medina or Lan? Land Medina. Um, I'm I'm still enjoying this book. You know, it's a weird uh, weird collection of characters. Uh I loved Black Panther. I uh, don't really care about Kazar. I've talked before; he's just Marvel's version of Tarzan with blonde hair. I have no idea why he would be anywhere outside of a jungle. If he's in a savage land, fine. Uh, but in these big stories like this, like they're fighting dragons in this story, and I'm like, what the hell is Tarzan going to do against dragons? But uh, he's there. Mockingbird is another character I don't really care about, but she's in the book, so it is what it is. A uh, fat cobra. <laughs> That name alone is epic. You got the Black Panther and Fat Cobra. That's some jams. Um they're the stars of the book for me. Them and um the Ape Man. Who is it? Ken Hell? Uh not Man Ape. What what the hell's his name? You know what I'm talking about. Um they they're the stars of the book. Uh they're fighting dragons. What more what more can you ask for? There's dragons being fought. There be dragons. Um but I'm still enjoying that book, so I'm sticking with it. Strike Force, also from Marvel Comics. Uh, still enjoying this book. Uh, who's writing this? Tiny Howard. German. Jaman Pariata is the artist. Um, still digging this book. You know, Blade. Angela. Uh, Spectrum. Joined by the Winter Soldier, Spider-Woman, Weaken, and Hellstorm. Hellstrom. Oh, I hate saying that. Uh, this book's good. Little, You got a little Deadpool appearance in here, so... I'm enjoying it. It's not out of this world by any stretch of the imagination. And as I've said before, the Damien Hellstrom, his new look, almost makes me not want to buy the book, but I'm sticking with it. Uh, Mainly for Spider-Woman and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) Also, I love Spectrum too. So so definitely some good characters, good story, good art, or decent story and good art. But like I say, the Damien Hellstrom look just pisses me off. That's the thing about comics. It's kind of it's probably how wrestling fans are with their favorite character. You know, and if he doesn't go the way you want it to, you turn on the writers and creative, and that's how comics are too. When you got these characters that you really love, and here comes a writer and he does something amazing with them, that becomes your favorite writer of all time. But then he'll turn around and do something stupid with him, and you hate him immensely. (laughs) Uh, Comics, comics are kind of like that. So. That's where I'm at. Uh, This was another, here's a book from Ohoy Comics called Penultimate Man. Penultimate Man. And what drew me to this book was the tagline, the next to last stage in human evolution. (laughs) Like normally it's always the final stage in human evolution. Not this one, next to last. (laughs) I just, uh, for whatever reason that caught me, that, uh, and I can't really give you the premise of the book without giving away the story. But let's just say I liked it. So uh, I'm going to stick with it for a little while. and uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, another one from Marvel Comics was Fantastic Four Grim Noir. Now, anytime that noir word is in there, N-O-I-R, you're going to be, it's kind of like a black and white type uh, book. going to be like a detective story. Not really superpower type things, but this one is based on Ben Grimm, the thing of the Fantastic Four, who, believe it or not, is my favorite member of the Fantastic Four. Um so Ron Gardy, Ron Garney and Jerry Dugan are the storytellers. Uh big fans of both of those guys. And this is one of my favorite theme stories I've read in recent, recent memory. Uh involving the character despair who i haven't seen used uh in quite some time um so i was a big fan of, of seeing him return there's this creepy little scene where um i guess the uh thing is having a nightmare and he breaks into little pieces little rock pieces but his eyes are still there and man it was really well done because it's trying to you know give you a sense an eerie sense of creepiness and really well done in that regard so uh very good. I really enjoyed that book. So if you haven't, if you're a fan of the Fantastic Four and specifically, specifically the thing I said, check out Fantastic Four Grimm. That's G R I M M Noir. N O I R. Um, very good book. One of, one of my favorites that I've read uh, recently. So check it out. What have we got next? We got Doctor Tomorrow from uh, Valiant Comics. I loved. Love, love, love this book. Great art, great storytelling. Um, Writer was Alejandro Barbano. Artist was Jim Toe. This book had a real young feel to it. Like I felt like it was something kind of old school, but the art is definitely new school. Um, Can't really get into the premise too much, like I say, once again, without giving too much of the story away, but I posted about this on Twitter. Valiant Comics reached out to me, showed some little appreciation And they're going to send me some books, and I appreciate that. So I'm looking forward to getting them. Uh, So thank you. Shout out to Valiant Comics. But uh, specifically, Dr. Tomorrow is a book I want you guys to check out if you then get a chance. Next up, you all believe that's me. Preg G, get on the mic for the symphony. Um, Next up is Avengers. Now, Avengers, uh, this one is issue number 32. Uh, Mephisto is... The, he's like Marvel's Satan, right? He's like a lord of hell, devil, and he's trying to combine a bunch of the Avengers' enemies to all, whether they realize it or not, team up against the Avengers. Now, why would he do that? So it's like the um, Atlantis, which is, of course, run by Submariners, so Submariners being manipulated. That's kind of a character flaw for Namor, he gets manipulated rather easily, I think, historically throughout the books. So he's being manipulated. You got Dracula and the Vampire Nation. They're all being manipulated. Uh, Who else we got? The Winter Guard, which is like Russia's Avengers. They're being manipulated. And then you got the Squadron Supreme, and they're all being manipulated, all by Mephisto, into some coming or upcoming attack on the Avengers Uh, I'm guessing in a multifaceted way. Now, I love the fact that Mephisto is using all these different pawns on his little chessboard here. I hate that the Squadron Supreme is being manipulated because it's literally my favorite super team of all time. You know, if you've heard me on the Comic Slam before, you know my love for the Squadron Supreme exceeds all else. It exceeds anybody else's love for the Squadron Supreme. And so I hope that at the end of this story, we're going to see the Squadron Supreme in a more superheroic light. Because I love these characters. Literally, like I said, I can't say it again. I will say it again. I'll say it five times. It's my favorite super team of all time is the Squadron Supreme. So I'm glad to see them in this book. And I'm very, very interested to see what's going to happen going forward uh, with this. Something uh, (laughs) pretty funny things with this um, Namor, the Submariner, in the beginning of this book, He's riding two big sea turtles. (laughs) He's got like one foot on one, one foot on the other, and he's got like hooked to him, and he's just like he can swim. But he's riding these sea turtles. Why would he do it? I don't know. But he got these big ass turtles. He's riding through there. And somehow at the end of the book, he summons the Phoenix Force. I don't know how the shit that happens. Hopefully they'll explain it. But right now, we don't know. So if you're going to have namor and the forces of atlantis now he's going to have the phoenix force combined with the vampire nation combined with the winter guard combined with the squadron supreme all against the avengers the deck is stacked y'all there's a deck and it's stacked what are we going to do they're in peril so yeah that's where we're at with the avengers That be that storytelling, y'all. So good. Comics are so good. Last book on the list. Man, this was a really heavy Marvel week this week. I see that. I need to, uh, I know I need to branch out more, but I read a lot of books, so we'll see. This is issue number four of Hawkeye Freefall. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg on writing. Otto Schmidt as the artist. This book continues to be so good. It's a funny book, but it's not like these crazy, like, Laugh out loud. It's just these little cute whimsical things that Rosenberg does that really like just they tickle me. Once, I, If you get a chuckle out of me, I'm in. You know what I mean? So a lot of good stuff. There's something weird that happens in the beginning, though. Um, Hawkeye finds out Daredevil is blind or he thinks he is. And I'm like, does Hawkeye not know Daredevil is blind? I would assume in all these years of superhero that he would have found that out by now. But apparently he doesn't know. I was, uh, I was very interested about that, and then, uh, there's a panel, too, where you see Hawkeye, his ass is all beat up, you know, bloody broken, and, uh, because he got beat up by the hood, I so said, somebody's talking to him, I like, man, you look messed up, and Hawkeye goes, you should see the other guy, he's fine, <laughs> that one just got me, that's one of those subtle jokes that just, uh, it was there, and it got me, so, um, so yeah, what else? Oh yeah, too. Uh, then Hawkeye has this new young sidekick, not not a, like a sidekick that fights crime with him, but uh, some little kid that's like a hacker or something. And um, you know, Superman has the Fortress of Solitude. Well, this young kid calls Hawkeye's uh, headquarters the Fortress of Solid Dudes. <laughs> and I know that was stupid, but it tickled me. It's one of those things. One of those little. I get you know. It's, a, it's like a dad joke, but it, I'm a dad. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's what it is. So yeah. All good books. Let me run down the list again, uh, for your listening pleasure of what we had this week. Um, sex criminals, find issue number one and run with it. That's just been amazing. Agents of Wakanda. I'm still you know I like it. It's okay. Uh, Strike Force is okay. Penultimate Man. I really loved. Fantastic Four, Grim Noir, I absolutely love that book. Doctor Tomorrow, absolutely love that book. The Avengers, I'm loving that. And Hawkeye Freefall, definitely loving that. So, I mean, it wasn't all Marvel. You know, we had some Valiant, some Ahoy comics. Yeah, good stuff, you know. So, yeah, no DC this week. Uh, I'll have to make sure we get you with some DC next week. But, yeah, that's it. That's it for the Comic Slam this week. Uh, I want to reiterate to everybody again, stay calm. Um... The sun always comes up. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And as everything that's ever happened in this country, we get through it together. So, yeah. So, thank you all for uh, listening to me and listening to my nonsense. I can't do this without you. So, I appreciate you guys more than I can ever express. And, um, yeah. Let's hit that song of the week. Song of the Week, as always, is brought to you by GOI Kicks. Go to Instagram and check them out, GOI Kicks. They have some really, really cool projects coming up. You know, I've been an um, ambassador of, of that company for a while, and they've been, a, I've been sponsoring them. They've been sponsoring me. We've done some cool stuff together, and so I look forward to seeing what they got coming up. And they got a hot song selected for you this week on Song of the Week. is The Symphony by Marley Marl and Company. And with that being said, let's check it out. So thank you all. Thank you, everybody, for traveling with me once again on the Highway to Helms.
2: I don't care who's first or who last, but I know that y'all just better rock this at the drop of a dime, baby. I don't know what y'all gonna do with this, but it got to be funky. It got to be funky if you're gonna be on it. I don't care who start, I don't care what y'all do, but you got to be finished before the music is through. Your attention's undivided Many in the past have tried to do what I did Just the way I came off Then I'm gonna come off Stronger and longer Even with the drum I'll keep on going and flowing Just like a river I got a whole lot to give So I'm a giver Little at a time New trails are blazing Action is in effect It always stays in Yeah Just like a shot from a cannon I am the man in charge And I'm the planet Jam strong enough that it can lift your soul I'm the originator And my rhymes are made of gold you force it because it stays with you my brain. And if you force it away, I'ma hit you again. I protect my voice so it's right in the crowd. There's a sign at the door, no biting allowed. And if you didn't read it, I suggest you do so. Or you'll be stranded, just like a russo. So sleep if you wanna go ahead get some shot out. A man broke his jaw, trying to say what I say on the microphone. should For the symphony. This gym is dedicated to all unoptimistics. That thought I wasn't coming out with some exquisite rhymes. But that's alright, cause now I'm back to kill all the rumors and straighten the facts of me. Not rocking like rhymes like I always used to, but you jumped on the tip when you heard me in the juice crew. You said, mm, 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 ain't that something? The like I heard you in that jam in